Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. So you want to go to heaven? You know, who wouldn't? We play up heaven a lot. Mainly, uh, we being church evangelical Protestants, if you want to get that specific, but we get real detailed about that. Uh, And through the years, uh, that whole process has taken on a life of its own. The, uh, the whole thing about salvation is, hey, do you want to go to heaven? The interesting thing is, heaven is just a stopping off point. It's a holding point. We're not staying in heaven forever. Why do I know that? Because the book of Revelation tells us that God's going to come here, back to this planet, and reign forever from Jerusalem. So, heaven is a holding place. Now, to be honest, we make it very, very difficult sometimes to understand how you're, how you get there. How do you, how do you get to? Do you just are you? If you're just a good person, can you get to heaven? Yeah, if you're just just nice, super good, you know, or you know, people run scenarios like, well, let's say you know, there's this guy and he's a real jerk and he's a jerk all his life, and then all of a sudden, right at his deathbed, he says, "Okay, I believe in Jesus and I'm going to heaven." You know, is that is is that how that works? Well. It's interesting how many things we put on the experience of something that is simple as this. And, and, and God meant it to be simple. Because basically, it's starting relationship with the living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through his son Jesus. Boom. There you go. Now, that in some denominations has some extra added things to it like well yeah you can do that but you got to be baptized if you're not baptized right after that then you know then you're going to hell and uh you know baptism is important by the way i believe it's super important don't know that it's completely linked to that, but it is important. So here's what I would say about baptism. If you are saved, you would want to be baptized. It would be something that you would want to do. That would be an outward demonstration of what's happening inside, you know. And 
so there are some denominations get into you know the baptism situation you got to be baptized man right after that and i mean they're serious as a heart attack about it uh some uh there are denominations that they have baptismal pools i mean with water in them 24 7 and if you uh you know say hey i believe in jesus man they're gonna walk you over there and dunk you uh as it would be now don't know about the pouring and the sprinkling situation uh because that's another issue a lot of people well what kind of baptism baptism do you need you know you know i got and that is a denominational swamp that i don't like to go into uh, because it causes a lot of hurt feelings for people but uh, because people get very sensitive about it in fact people get sensitive about faith no matter what uh, no matter what, how good your intentions no matter how good your information no matter how pure your motive doesn't matter there are people who will find a way to be upset at you so when you start talking about baptism and things like that, that's when they start getting crazy. And and if you think about it, that's what the that's really the crux of of what people have a death grip on. Is how do I get to heaven? How do I get my ticket punched for the for the holy rolling uh, train to heaven? You know how how do I do that? Well. You know, let's let's look at something. Strangely enough, uh, a scripture. How about that? Let's look at Acts for a minute. And chapter sixteen of the chapter of Acts, uh, looking at verse thirty. Maybe even twenty nine. But there was this jailer. All right. And there was an earthquake, and uh, Paul and Silas were in jail. They were singing. They were praising God. Earthquake happens. All the doors sprang open. The jailer goes into a full tilt panic because a Roman jailer, basically, you lose one prisoner, you're dead. Uh, they come, they cut your head off. So he was like getting ready. He was going to throw himself on his sword. And Paul and Silas, or Paul said, wait a minute, wait a minute, don't do that. We're all here. Uh, in uh, Acts 16.29, this is the jailer talking. He says, Then he called for light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Now, if you'll... Now, this is one ins, instance, okay, of a salvation message, and people that, that are really into the... Well, you got to have baptism right after that. Uh, kind of skirt past that a little bit. Because there's another instance another verse and believe me everybody's got verses okay that they pull out of the woodwork you know but basically what i'm getting at is 
that's the core of the message right there. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Now that belief kicks off that relationship because that belief is a heavy-duty kind of situation. Because all of a sudden you're being introduced to the living God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the creator of everything. And that starts that relationship. And like I mentioned, if you have that change inside, you would want to be baptized as soon as possible. In fact, there's another part, portion in the book of Acts where Philip, called the evangelist, was uh, visiting with an Ethiopian eunuch, and the eunuch had the Isaiah scroll and ran across some scripture, and, and Philip, in, in fact, God took great uh, pains well, maybe not great pains, but let's just say he had a specific purpose for Philip being near this guy. And uh, when he shared the gospel, the good news, the, hey, here's how you can have a relationship with the living God, with this Ethiopian eunuch, the man said, you know, the man believed. It said he believed. And then immediately after that, he said, you know, hey, here's some water. What's hindering me from being baptized? So that's, that's the mode, okay? That's the attitude, is you want to be baptized. You, and by the way, baptism was not unique just to Christians. Jews had been doing baptism for a ton of time before that. They had a mik, what they called a mikvah, and when you converted in Judaism, they would put you under the water, and when you came back out of the water, they said you were born anew as a Jewish, as a Jew, as a Jewish person, and you would even take a different name. So, so the, there is grounding in the tradition. All right. And there's no matter with that tradition. But that's where it came from. But it's the idea of... It's, it's an event that seals something. It, it's, it's significant. Now... There's another verse in Romans 10.9. Romans 10, 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, this calling upon the name of the Lord basically means, hey, I'm putting my trust in God, in Jesus. That's where it's at. And that's where... God reaches back. You reach out to God, He reaches back to you. And He'll seal you. Now, does that mean you get to go to heaven at that point? You know, because everybody's so wrapped up about ways. Does that mean you get to go to heaven? Do I get to go to heaven now? Can I go now? Hold on. How about this concept? Heaven can actually start now. Right now. 
Why is that? That's weird. Why is that? Because when you have a relationship with the living God, as I've, I've mentioned on, on prior podcasts, this is the worst. This is the worst it's ever going to get. Ever. It will always be better. No matter what. So, when you have the living God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, through Jesus having a relationship with you, I mean, literally, it can change everything for the better. Now, a lot of people want to know, well, what does that mean? Am I going to get a new house, a new job, a bunch of money? What does that mean? Am I going to win the lottery or something like that? No. Maybe. Maybe. However, that's not the focus. The relationship. Because all of a sudden, you are tapped into absolute unending ending power and support there is nowhere on the planet you can go to leave your support system when you have the living God with you you will have support all the time now where does that support come from sometimes it comes from from prayer God shows you something. You know it. You feel it when you're praying. Other times it's through the Word. You see a passage, a scripture. Other times it's through a person. Maybe a stranger. You don't even know. I've had that happen. And oddly enough, sometimes through people that don't even know God. (laughs) That, that, That I find the most interesting is... God can work His purposes in helping and supporting you in your life and getting you mature where and maturity does mean peace, joy, love, long-suffering. Yeah. From anywhere, any direction. In fact, He even used a, a donkey to talk to Balaam. And, and teach Balaam some stuff. That's in the Old Testament. Balaam had this, as the story goes, this donkey actually saved Balaam's life, even though Balaam was beating it with a rod. So, Peter would have gone crazy over that one. But here's the thing. Heaven starts now. You don't have to wait. Reverend Alcorn wrote a book about heaven. And I actually taught a class and went through the book with the class. A lot of different ideas, preconceived notions and things about about heaven. I will say this though. If you preoccupy yourself with what God wants you to do here, heaven can start now, and when the time comes for you to make that transition, he'll make sure that it's absolute 
awesome on the other side. And then when that transition happens, i.e. you die, you, you pass to that, then everything will be locked and loaded and you're ready. And by the way, it's going to be busy on the other side. Yeah. We'll be busy doing stuff. Got to look at that that book by uh, Alcorn, uh, Reverend Alcorn. Uh, I think that's his name. Yeah, about heaven. Heaven's not going to be, you know, the harps and all this stuff like we think it is. I think we're going to be busy. Yeah, it'll be rest. But it'll be a blast. And it can be a blast now in fellowship with each other, in learning about God, in praying for other people. So, here's the thing. And uh, I can't skirt around this. When we use the word saved, hey, are you saved? You could even use the word delivered. Hey, are you delivered? <laughs> From what? Well, simple fact is, is it you can look at sin as a terminal disease. And all you have to do is get exposed to it once for it to kill you. It's like Ebola. I mean, it'll do you. Might do you fast, might do you slow. It'll do you. It'll finish you off. God didn't put it here. Nope. Uh, we have our forefathers to thank for that. But it's here. And if you're exposed to it once, it'll kill you. However, God has a way doing two things because death is not what we think it is. A lot of people want to say, okay, well, this body's dead and boom, that's it. We're gone. No big deal. That's annihilationism, basically. We're, uh, okay, hey, there ain't nothing else, man. We're, you know, we're, we're gone. But death is twofold. Death is spiritual and physical. The thing is, this body that we have, it's got the disease. And the, this world we're in has the disease. And it's everywhere. And it's in everything. And it's going to take this body if God doesn't come back and take, take his people back right now. Quickly, anyway. It's the spiritual thing. It's the us inside the body. That's the real death. And sin kills that too. Kills body and soul. But God's solution is this. Saves the soul immediately and the body later. Because it will give you another body. He'll resurrect this one and work it over, remove all the impurities, and boom, 
make it back where it, where it was designed to be. So, so you want to go to heaven. Awesome. Share with other people the good news and believe. And it is as simple as trusting Jesus. But there is supposed to be a change. And the change is you want to make God happy after the change. After you accept Jesus, you want to make him happy. And you want to do what he says. So that's why we pray. That's why we read the Bible. That's why we reach out to other people. Because it fixes your want to. As an old preacher I used to know, used to say, God fixes your want to. So with that in mind, I want to encourage you and want you to keep on keeping on. And again, if you'd like to support this ministry, I'm, we'd love for you to uh, love for you to do that, not at the expense of your church. But if uh, if you would like to do that, that'd be awesome. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.